mentioned in my opening comments that Camille and I are new in your midst. And our welcome here has been awesome. Things have gone so well. And we're so encouraged uh, by the work of this community and the things that are happening in the life of Valencia United Methodist Church in these last five months that we've had the chance to be with you in ministry here. And when I think about the welcome that we've received, the, the preparation that went into having us be successful here, and the ways in which you have sown in your hopes and expectations for what we might do and who we might be as a people, I couldn't be more proud to be able to stand before you on Christmas Eve and do this work. This is a church that has strong convictions, that loves deeply, and is going to do some great things in 2023. If you want to come back the 8th of January, we're starting a new series on seven things we still know to be true, to unpack those deep tenets and convictions of the life of Valencia United Methodist Church for Camille and myself, and to spend some time revisiting their energy and where they come from, and indeed our calling and vision for who we are meant to be as a people. It's a way for us to say it feels so right to be about doing this common work together. Now I say all of that with the idea of going smoothly. It is right that. Nothing but expectation. And my story of arrival here couldn't be more different than the Christmas story itself. Families wandering at a deep time when a census is being taken. A dangerous journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. No rooms in inns. And the only expectation in that story is that a woman is due and it happens that she delivers when she is on the road on vacation. And yet somehow in that birth, your story and mine is transformed, is made full, is made new. All because of that which was unexpected in an absolutely wild time. But I take a lot of strength from the idea that the Christmas story comes in unexpected ways to you and to me. Because I don't know about your social media, but mine this year has been all about people whose hopes and expectations have been thwarted by illness, by calamity, by flight cancellation, by getting stuck or losing luggage. I would bet there's at least one person in worship here tonight who did not expect to be sitting in these seats, but you expected to be somewhere on the East Coast. And yet Christmas has come anyway. And that's exactly the story that the Gospel of Luke wants to tell. When nothing seemed to line up right, when everything seemed topsy-turvy, when life was hard and travel was complicated, it is then that God is on the move. The story that the Gospel of Luke tells is not of a perfect world ready for Jesus. It's of a world that is turned upside down and receives Jesus anyway. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. Because there are so many times in my life, particularly this time of year, where I feel unsettled, where I feel upside down, and yes, even I need the reminder that Christmas comes anyway. Even when things are not going to plan, or when things are hard, or painful, or difficult. 
We saw that manifest already here tonight. We had a service at 4 o'clock that was intended for the families with young children in our congregation. We had a no-muss, no-fuss Christmas pageant. You might be sitting on some glitter or tinsel that came off of the 40 angels or something we had up here this, this afternoon. It was a great time. One of my favorite time of that, when it almost went off the rails. We had a small group, our little singers, gathered faithfully on the steps here. Four mighty voices under the direction of Sherry Claus, sharing the story of Christmas bells that ring on Christmas Day to the familiar tune of Jingle Bells. Surely nothing could go wrong, right, Sherry Claus? Enter beautiful, wonderful, and my true spirit kin brother, Cole Moga. He got his bells. And he proceeded to march back and forth behind his friends, jingling his bell while he was supposed to be standing here doing the right thing at Christmas. He just wandered. Do you know why he was wandering? Because this space is striking. He'd never really taken the time to see or appreciate his church like this. He didn't want to look at all of you from right here and sing his little jingle bell song. He wanted to come and see the burning candles, this amazing nativity scene, those fantastic trees. He was so caught up in how unexpected the experience of Christmas is. There is a lost, lonely part of Andy somewhere deep down inside that wishes he could see the Christmas story and the birth of Jesus like that. With new eyes that are full of wonder and hope and possibility and innate curiosity. And to remind us all that Christmas comes when things don't go to plan, when things are not expected. Because if the world was right and perfect, there would be no need for Jesus. He comes as a gift of redemption. A God who had been so longing for right relationship with humanity and trying so many different ways in our Hebrew scriptures to access the human story, it took incarnation itself to make it the difference. God had to upset the apple cart and tell the story in a new way. And God's story at its finest is not as some distant storyteller who speaks through prophets or leaders, but in the vulnerability of a child who is born out of expectation, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in the manger, that we might know a message of good news, of great joy for all the world. My favorite part of the Christmas story is the shepherds. I love the shepherds because they are in so many ways vulnerable, anxious, aloof. They wouldn't dare find themselves in a beautiful space like this on a Christmas Eve. They'd have work to do. They'd be out in the field, so the story tells us. And yet it is to them in an unexpected and beautiful way that the Christmas story comes. One angel who terrifies them. Be not afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy. For to you today is born one who comes as Christ, the Messiah, the one that you as a culture, as a people, as a faith have been waiting for. It is made complete tonight. And suddenly there was a great chorus of voices 
Not unlike yours as we sing joy to the world or angels we have heard on high, your angelic refrain of gloria. That kind of angelic choir comes to them and offers glory to God in the highest heavens and to everyone on earth who is pleasing to God. Peace. Peace in the face of our war, in the face of our struggle, in the face of our darkness. Peace because of God's pleasure with you and with me. The thing I love about the shepherds is that they go and see. And in that going and seeing, community is instantly created. You may feel lonely at Christmas. You might feel alone in a room full of 200 people. You might be watching at home by yourself and not appreciate the, the gravity of the connection that you have in a digital way with other partners in ministry, but even the people in this room. It is entirely possible for us to feel lonely. Our proximity to Henry Mayo reminds me of that. <laughs> with the sirens coming and going. It's a tough thing to have to go on a ride like that on Christmas Eve. Talk about Christmas coming at unexpected times. We pray for them. We give thanks for our first responders and our EMT drivers who are out driving tonight. But they come and they create community. Immediately. For all of us that feel alone and lost at Christmas time, what happens in that story is the people who become the first family to Jesus are not a family of kin and blood, but a family of choice and opportunity. They show up for the Holy Family. In the same way that we have tried to show up for the needs of families in our communities this Christmas season, and the way that you show up for one another when you offer your strength, your compassion, and your courage in times of grief and struggle. The shepherds show up. They go and they see, and they become a part of that first holy family that amazes Mary, and they have a tremendous story to tell. Friends, I want to leave you with this. This is an amazing space. And it's easy to think that with a, a glorious crush scene like this, Christmas is accomplished. That we have done it the way we're supposed to, and it came to us stamped as God meant it. As if Christmas is somehow a gift given in such a way that it is complete in and of itself. Christmas is not that. Christmas is the ultimate DIY kit. The ultimate do-it-yourself in your families. Christmas is a time that becomes what we make of it because it never comes at the right time, the perfect time, the expected time. It comes when jobs have changed, when family is missing, when hearts are breaking. When things are tough, on rough nights with families stuck in airports or on ambulance rides to hospitals, it's then that Christmas comes. So if the gift of Christmas comes to us when we least expect it, when we least want it, when we least know what to do with it, it becomes our work to become not just the story hearers, the storytellers and doers 
Christmas is what we make of it, friends. Would you join me in a moment of prayer?